Welcome to the ECG Podcast, a show where some East Coast buddies who have never met in person gather remotely once a week to hang out and talk about our love of video games. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Waterman from Jacksonville, Florida, and I'm joined by Mr. Adam Gumbert from Lexington, Kentucky. What's good? This is the way. We got Zach Cassell back from Boston, Massachusetts. What's going on, man? Mass Effect. <laughs> hey, we broke the streak. No Patriots re- reference. That's the power of Mass Effect, baby. And last but not least, we got Georgia Ravelo from Miami, Florida. What's up, guys? And that's because Zach has nothing to celebrate these days. Oh. Dolphins 8-4, and four, headed to the playoffs. Let's go. <laughs> on this week's show for... I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> December 11th. We're recording a little bit late so we can talk about uh, the Game Awards. We've got some uh, some great announcements and uh, I would say very few surprises, but a, a couple of very satisfying wins from this uh, the past week from the Game Awards. We're going to dive into our games of the generation. So talk about our, our top five. There'll probably be some overlap there. And we're going to include some write-ins from our listeners as well. And then uh, at the end of the show, we're going to give some very quick impressions of Cyberpunk 2077, which came out this week. Uh, You can expect a much longer discussion uh, in January when we do our very first uh, Game of the Month episode, where we do a full-on spoiler-filled spoiler cast of our uh, full reviews of Cyberpunk. So have something to look forward to. Let's dive right in. So Game Awards 2020, uh, I, I know we've talked a little bit off, uh, you know, recording about our impressions, but a pretty damn good show, wouldn't, wouldn't you guys say? Yeah, for sure. And I already said it at the beginning, but let's just let's get it uh, right out the way. They announced Mass Effect was coming back and they did it in a way that made everybody that likes the series happy because they teased andromeda and they teased the og trilogy especially with liara being in the trailer so man yeah i my mouth was literally like open like i was shocked when i was what i was seeing on my screen and man the music gave me goosebumps like uh, the hair stood up on my arm when the music started at the end of the you know from like the og mass fight game so Definitely yeah. playing on some nostalgia. I don't care. Like I was, I was there for it. Like some people a little more cynical about it. Um, I didn't, I didn't care. I was like, yep, this is, this is doing exactly what it's meant to, which is getting me excited. And uh, I think we all agree. This is probably coming out years and years from now. Like, you know, they said early in development or pre-production, whatever the term was. Um, but uh, I would say 2022 at the earliest. Yeah. It's definitely not next year. I'll say even that's probably a, a, yeah, a, very, a stretch uh, if sure. they're if they're you know neck deep in Dragon Age you got to imagine that hopefully it's their you know a team will be working on this game as well. Um, I, I'm gonna say it's like a mid gen game probably like realistically like four years from now seems about right. Did they uh have they confirmed when Dragon Age is expected to drop? Well, we don't know that yet. Yeah, because if not, I would think it's gonna be the Legendary Edition that the remaster coming this spring. Spring, a year from then it'll be dragon age and a year from then 2023 is probably a good safe bet for a new mass effect project Hopefully dragon age has but... been in development for a while though right because at least two years because two years ago is when they first at the game awards did the teaser for the Dreadwolf. Mm-hmm. so i mean the game has to be at least a little while along right it's not it's still in like early development or anything no i i imagine from 
you know, uh, so I'm trying to think, was it the Microsoft presentation this year? It's been such a weird year where we got um, little bits and bobs from the uh, Bioware team showing off like some concept art and like little bits from like their anime. I think I mean, that was, was Microsoft, Microsoft, I think. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard because there's no E3 this year. But, um, you know, we've seen a little bit of it. Um, I'd say it's still probably a couple years out. And, you know, like I said, Mass Effect feels like four to five personally. But um, yeah, uh, much needed news for Bioware after, you know, some top tier talent uh, jump ship. Uh, was that this week or last week? I think it was last I think week. It was last week. Yeah. Uh, when Casey had retired, Hudson. technically, right? Did Casey. Hudson well, they just said retired. he's moving on. He's yeah. no, he, he, he still he still wants to be. You know, he still wants to create and do stuff, but he wants to do it somewhere. I think not in video games, I think is what he was getting at. So we got a, a look at uh, Dragon Age as well. You know, another Bioware project. We uh, saw a nice uh, lengthy CG trailer. Um, same thing. Got me very, very excited. Kind of nice little tone piece uh, with some environments. We got to see um, revealed, you know, uh, in the flesh at the end of the trailer. Um what do you guys think about that? We we all like Dragon Age here, right? At least in for our our current slate of hosts to uh, today's episode. Yeah, I I I I loved it, and I'm pretty sure oh, I'm yeah. the one who's played it the most recently. Um, but was there like device like divisiveness for this game when it came out? Like, because in the trailer, I feel like they made it a point to be like, it's nothing on your hand, like no thing on your hand, no portals in the sky, blah blah blah. Like, was there ever? I was there ever was, any? Like, they got game of the year from IGN, I believe, right? Like the year it came out. Um, yeah, no, yeah, Inquisition no, I, didn't get any crap. I think they're just trying to say, like, yo, make your own character. Like, you're not going to worry about being divine to be a hero. You're just going to make your own person. Because, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. everyone loved Inquisition when it came out. Gotcha, and, gotcha. and Origins was, was like kind of a cult classic. Like, that took a little while for people to, I think, ha- you know, th- for the attention, the spotlight to get on that. And then, you know, people really liked it. Uh, it was kind of a slow burn. Um, and then two, I think two is the one that was pretty derided because it was a lot of copy and paste. Yeah, I remember that. Reused areas like over and over again, you know, um, and it was very hack and slash versus like, you know, the, the more methodical approach that Dragon Age had, you know, where you can kind of pause combat and set up actions and things like that. So also, it's kind of crazy that this I'm very excited for Dragon Age. It looks great, of course. But the fact <laughs> what they're showing us um, it's like really deep lore. Like you don't learn about the Dreadwolf and all that stuff until like the end of the last DLC. I love Dragon Age is always done that. Even the bad guy in the beginning of Inquisition is a bad guy from the DLC of two. Like I love how they're just like, yo, learn the lore or fuck mm-hmm. off. Just play the fantasy game. Have a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Um, I uh, other than the OG uh, Dragon Age, I don't think I ever played any uh, of the DLCs and any of the other games, and it's never. Uh, affected my enjoyment at all like i feel like uh the time that i spent in each of like the mainline games like you, you get some great world world building and you're able to kind of follow the story they do a good jo- good job of saying like hey if you want the broad strokes like you know here it is um i do like that we'll have a new uh hero that'll be kind of cool and uh more customizable um you know make your own story sounds great to me i mean i thought the strength the biggest strength of origins was seeing all the different like origin stories like that was a really cool way to like kick it off and like it was hugely different depending on like you know what which path you picked for the beginning as far as like how like the first several hours of the game 
started. So it set it set a cool like pace for the rest of the game. You know, you felt like you you had a very unique um, start to the game. So I think um, I've always loved the Dragon Age games, but I felt like they've like all of them have always been in that very good good category. They always seem to be missing something to make it like to put it in the category of like all great classics. It looks like you know uh, you know I hope I'm not jinxing it but it looks like this one could be that it looks like this one they are taking giving it the time and resources to really put like their you know put their stamp on this particular game and i and i'm hoping that this is one of those all-time generation games you know um for for next gen maybe that in that god of war red dead redemption um territory because it seems like they're definitely taking their time with it uh compared to the other ones where they were kind of pumping them out a, a little at a quicker rate you know so Bioware needs a hit, man. They they yeah. desperately need like a a knock it out of the park, like you know, crowd pleaser. It doesn't need to be a ten, but I think it definitely needs to be a nine. Like they need a nine, you know, game for sure. They have look, man. They've made so many of these Dragon Age games that they have everything that they need to. You know, they they know what works, what doesn't, what people like, what they don't like. They have all the data they need to make this, you know, massive success. You know, is it going to be Andromeda or is it going to be something amazing? So correct. You know? Mind you, I like to correct me if I'm wrong though, right? But like I don't think Dragon Age is as revered as Mass Effect, correct? No, mm. not any work. Not I don't think work. it has the size fan base that Mass yeah. Effect does. I think Mass Effect has a large fan base. I think that critically Mass Effect also kind of edges it out, but I think, you know, uh I don't know that even Dragon Age two was as divisive as like Mass Effect three was. Like there's kind of like I don't know pros and cons. Yeah, cons but that's because of people's and that's because people cared so much more about Mass Effect True. than Dragon Age. I think is yeah. that's what comes with it. So for sure, it's because people much invested in it. Um, I, I don't think that they've given Dragon the amount of resources and attention that they have to Mass Effect. It's not that's not a knock on it. I just that game has always been like a like a tier below those type of games. I love them all, and I can't wait to play the next one. But I think they're going to try to change that for this and make this like their next big thing. Yeah, that's that's um, what I, I was gonna do, say. They need that's it. Gonna, yeah. I was about to be like, yeah, I just I just want them after playing Inquisition is the only one that I've ever played through. I played Origins, I never completed it. I didn't even play two. After playing Inquisition and after playing all the Mass Effects, it's pretty much you know just the way Bioware does builds their worlds and their characters and all that is like almost unparalleled. And I want, yeah, I want them to be able to take Dragon Age and have it be in the same conversation as Mass Effect and all that, right? Like, I want them, like, when you think of Bioware, you'd be like, oh, yeah, Mass Effect and that Dragon Age game. That's what I, I, I hope that, they, like, like you said, George, I hope they can do it. Yeah. I it think they need to. Promise. I, I, it does seem like, you know, like you said, George, the, them allowing or being allowed to take their time is, uh, it's a positive sign, right? That they're not rushing to, to get it out. Um, that it's the philosophy seems to be you know hey we want to talk about this periodically to to remind you that it's coming but you know it'll it'll come out when it's done i know inquisition famously uh ha suffered from a lot of crunch and rush so hopefully they don't repeat and somehow magically came together at the end hopefully they don't repeat their mistakes there uh we got to move on to a couple more games so a pair of spiritual successors we have back for blood which is a spiritual successor to left for dead uh with a closed alpha dropping this month which was super cool reminds me i need to sign up for that if it's not pc only though it's okay i've got a pc i don't i'm all for it um 
uh, fucking nailed it. Like talk about like my, uh, my brother is like one of the biggest left for dead, like fans that I know, like he is like the target audience for this. And I sent him the trailer. He was so balls deep into cyberpunk. He was not watching the game awards. I sent him the trailer and I was like, stop what you're doing. Watch this and tell me what you think. And he was like, it's perfect. Like, he's like, this is exactly what I want. Like, it feels like they absolutely knocked it out of the park for what a left for dead game feels like. It looks beautiful. Um, the giant zombie beast thing looks amazing. Like I got to imagine some of their experience with evolve with like big, big stuff probably helped with the, with developing that, you know, you would imagine anyway. Um, but I thought this looked really, really cool. Um, I know, uh, George, you've only played a little bit of left for dead, right? Like a tiny, tiny amount. Um, uh, only the amount that we played at guardian con, very drunk Uh, at guardian con. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I will say this. Like, I was hyped, and and this kind of ties into the the Dead Space spiritual successor as well. Callisto like, Protocol. Yeah, I Protocol. like when companies do this. Like, those games are a little old, right? Like they're 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 a bit far removed, right? And I think a good way to like attract new players and get make a game that's for everybody, not just fans of the series, is to like kind of rebrand it, which is what they're doing here. You know, like it it is not really a sequel but it's like more of the same type of game so that is something that would interest me so there's what two left for dead games right one and two Mm -hmm. just just the fact that it's being done that way interests me more significant than sorry interests me significantly more english is my second language than left for dead three you know like you tell me left for dead three i'm like i haven't really played the first like i don't know i might check it out just this is a new thing this pretty much is left for dead three right like that that everything about that trailer screamed left for dead if you showed that to somebody and you were just like yo man check this Photoshop, game out they would, they would be like left for dead 3 is happening yeah. like no one would ever know man like i i can't wait left for dead and left for dead 2 are easily one of the most fun co-op games like i've ever played like it's so hectic it's so fun and just i can't wait to see what they can do with today's technology man like how many zombies they're going to put on screen or, or, you know, just like you said, the, the big zombies, how many of those guys are going to be able to come on screen at once? Like, well, think I, about I, like the AI technology has got to be better, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, Cause that see. was touted back then, right? What, they had a name for it. I think too. AI director is what they called it. So yeah, it was the, the game would sense what your health was, what your ammo was and would sort of like, decide when it was your time to get fucked like so they would like if you were doing too great they would knock you down a size and go like all right like you're 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 having a little you know too much success here's a bunch of zombies contrastly sometimes like if if you were hurting real bad they may throw you a couple extra health packs or like some some good guns or something like that like or they'll um, throw you a witch yeah well yeah exactly um yeah the repeat repeatability factor there's just it seems like you know they'll have a lot of of the same kind of stuff so i'm excited um great point george with like so i i'm my brother's also a big fan of of dead dead space 3 and i will say that like callisto protocol excites me way more than a dead space 4 because i feel like dead space was getting burned out i feel like that's a franchise that went in the very wrong direction from where it had started and they made it a point to say that this is going to go back to like the survival horror uh, roots, right? And that they wanted to make the scary, they wanted to make the scariest survival horror game like in existence. Like they want to set the new bar, which sounded really exciting. Um, Adam, you're you're a Dead Space fan, right? Like you you played the first uh, couple Dead Space or all of them? 
Yeah, I've played all of them. Dead Space Super Solid. This game looks really fun, really scary. Really scary. I do love after the fact that they were like, hey, this game is canonically in the PUBG universe. And I've read that news before I watched the trailer. And then you watch the trailer, and at the end, there's the dude like running the prison. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is some PUBG bullshit uh, story <laughs> mode stuff. But it looks crazy. It looks scary. Um, yeah, Dead Space is so good. And if they just have that same... Um, sort of like feeling and atmosphere of Dead Space because Dead Space is terrifying, especially like one and two are ridiculously scary. Um, yeah, just do that. But I'm constantly trying to survive. Um, it'll be a good time. Awesome. Z Zach and George are uh, Zach. I know you've played Dead Space, George. Did you play? I know you're not a scary game scary person, game George. Person. Not. I am not. I'm like a little bitch when it comes to that. I haven't even <laughs> played Resident Evil. I still haven't even gotten through. Um, what's that PlayStation game where you're? Like in fucking some cabin in the woods. Until dawn. Um, Until dawn. Yeah, I gotta finish it. It's pretty good, but like my little heart can only take so much, man. <laughs> All that fucking yeah. shit. But I will say that trailer definitely got me pretty hyped. Like, like that. that should look pretty sick. I mean, I mean, again, I don't think it's getting gameplay footage, but um, I would not rule out checking that game out. It looks like it might be pretty, pretty cool. Um, I love Dead Space. And they, they lost me when they go. We want to make the scariest game ever, and I'm like. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, we also got uh, a trailer for Arc Two, Arcs of Arc, <laughs> with uh, Vin Diesel in the, uh, I guess, what would you call it? like CG performance capture uh, <laughs> showcase, like uh, very much doesn't uh, matter prevalent. If you win by an inch or a mile, winning's winning. You never had me. You never had your car. <laughs> you only had dinosaurs, motherfucker. Those are gonna be the. Oh wait, no, I'm muted. Those are gonna be the lines that he runs around and taunts while you're playing the game. I'm not an arc person, but I was like, hey, cool, sure, why not? You know, uh, why not? Sure. Uh, For me, it's I just that they're making a sequel to a game that is like games a persistent, like a games as a service, like giant multi-person game. It's like if a Minecraft two came out, it's like what? You don't really need to, but is there a I new mean, engine cool. with it? Maybe is that why? Like that's the only thing I can think of is like maybe they have a new engine. I'm so ignorant when it comes to Arc. Or unless it's all right, like story based. Like Arc two is just a story based game, and Arc Survival Evolved is where you play the the MMO aspect or whatever of it. No, I think this is gonna be. I don't know. I th I think what they're doing here is like Arc has enough of a little bit of a. I wouldn't say cult following, but it has enough of a following and people who dig it that it's probably a decent game. But it's like one of those like if you haven't, if you're not already playing that shit, you're like you're not gonna suddenly start playing Arc. So I I think and then making an Arc two might be a chance to like repair and hopefully maybe get new people into something that they've got going on that might be pretty good because i have i have a couple friends in passing that i've played it and like it and play it every now and then um so i must have some pretty decent qualities to it so maybe a you know a sequel could just be like bigger and better and maybe get more people involved you know like i might you know depending on when it comes out and what's going on around that might give it a might give it a try i think it was on game pass the first one it, it is was. constantly, or it is now it also. Is. At least. So if this second one is on there too, I don't know. I mean, you know, my cousin has over 4,000 hours in Ark. There you go. But everybody knows someone that like is kind of into that game. So this could be a way to maybe make something new, better, improve on it and get more people playing it, more eyes on it. 
the concept of it's super cool, right? Like raising dinosaurs, right? Hatching them, training them and shit like that, going raiding other bases and stuff. But I just don't have the patience for like the, the base building aspect and defending your base and like other, uh, I don't have the patience for other people to, to ruin like my hard work and all that. I, I, I would, I'd lose my mind. It's, it's more, uh, more griefing and rust, right? Isn't that the one that was more, uh, well known for griefing versus, uh, survival? Oh yeah. There were some great videos, some hilarious videos out there of, of people griefing on rust. Which is, which, I mean, it's hilarious because I'm watching it from the outside. If I was the people it was happening to, I would literally hate my life. Yeah. Awesome. And All there's right. an animated series for it, too, which looked pretty cool. Yeah, it was like an anime, right? Or, that looks oh, fucking no. cool. It's basic, it looks like an anime, but it's probably, like, American-ish, you know? What? Uh, but it looked, looked pretty cool. Like, that, that, that is something I'd probably check out for sure. Yeah, definitely. Kind of reminded, gave me, like, Horizon Zero Dawn vibes. It reminds me of that uh, was that Aronofsky uh, Primal, that shit that's on Cartoon Network, where it's like no talking, it's just dinosaur people and weird, crazy Aronofsky shit. I've I have no that. idea. That sounds cool as fuck. Like you're, you're saying like Darren Aronofsky is like, really? Okay, cool. Well, yeah, that's my oh, I have to try th- that. And that's on where now? I believe it's on Adult Swim. I'm, I'm going to Google it while we're talking. Fair enough. Yeah, that, that sounds like my jam right there. I like stuff like that. Uh, last but certainly not least, we got confirmation that the initiative is working on Perfect Dark. Um, it looks like a uh, tonal uh, and environmental reboot. They called it a uh, ecological sci-fi um, story, which I thought was very cool. Um, looked gorgeous for the the CG trailer uh, and. Yeah, not not much of a surprise, but I think the reveal was very, very cool. Like, I mean, I think this is like one of those worst kept secrets in the game industry kind of thing at this point. But it was yeah, very, it very was. cool looking. Um, yeah, it looked it, it looked super cool. Like, yeah, like you said, one of the worst kept secrets, but like just finally seeing it. And, and like he said, setting the tone for what they're trying to go for and everything. I, I didn't play the perfect doc. Uh, any of the other ones so like i'm totally new coming into this and like I, yeah they did a totally good job at getting me excited for uh at least what the game you know uh can be like that 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 trailer was pretty pretty badass yeah, do we think got, it's going to be first pro- oh go ahead adam but yeah i got two things real bad it's it's jendy tarakoski whatever the guy who made dexter's lag and samurai jack not aronofsky uh, tarakoski i can't oh, say their last okay. names they're weird gotcha. last names uh also just going on to um, Perfect Dark, I'm just shocked that this is what they're actually doing. I, Whenever people were talking about the initiative was going to do a revival of that game, I was like, there's no way. They're going to do something different, and they're actually doing it. So as much as an Xbox guy as I am, I need them to prove to me that that game is worth them making because I am not the hugest fan of that series. I played no, the one. It's fine, but I'm like, you need to... If they got a war it, um, you know, got a war or whatever... It's to be there unshotted. Yeah, or yeah, like if they can prove to me that that series is worth a quadruple A studio, I'm all in. But at this point, even as an Xbox fan, they got to prove it to me. But the trailer does look pretty cool. I'm very interested in the world and in the whole setting. Do we think it's going to be first or third person? I hope it goes third person. Me too. I I hope third. Why would you guys hope it goes third person? Because I I think that it would be a a mistake. I think you're too limited uh, in keeping it a first person shooter um, for like what they need to do for that that game. I'm not saying it has to be 
necessarily a Red Dead or a GTA or even, you know, a God of War necessarily in like the style of game. But I, I think first person shooter to me, like limits the scope immediately and what you can do with the game. It just does. Like, I, I, I think that um, it would be personally it'd be a mistake to, to keep that. Yeah, I'd rather go for like a Hitman or a Splinter Cell. If I'm going to play a spy game or again, I'm just going based off with the old ones where I don't know what this one's going to be. But yeah, if I want to play a spy game, I don't I less like Thief and I more like Hitman or Splinter Cell. Agreed. When I think quadruple A, I think big scale and Cyberpunk's the exception, you know, uh, like Skyrim, like that's the exception. And I don't think that's doesn't scream to me like what perfect dark would be like. It's not going to be a huge open world kind of wandery thing. I think like you'll have huge it you know i uh, hopefully you have huge areas and things like that but I, I think it's very hard to pull off a first person game that's like that's massive and i think you know when you go uh third person uh when you have you know the sort of combats and systems it's probably a little easier to do something that's grander in scale i think anyway but man i don't know um i mean you guys definitely make some good points which makes me def- more uh open to the idea of it being a third person i just for me like well and even in the second game, right, that was that, that was not as big a hit, but it's the multiplayer aspect of it, you know, like, the, uh, the you know, the story and campaigns were pretty were pretty solid, too. And it is like very spy like and all that gadgets and whatnot. But the multiplayer what was what was really phenomenal in particularly in the N64. Right. Um, so which they could still do if it's third person. It's just it's not going to be as impactful. But I could and it would kind of to piggyback to what you guys are saying or to add to it really is yeah they're gonna microsoft is gonna invest its own studio quadruple a game to compete with halo if they first person uh multiplayer game like that that's gonna come out relatively around same time or close enough to it like i don't know you know they want halo to be like a 10-year project right is it in their best interest to make an like in another all-time godly first player first person multiplayer game so i i guess i could see that um if it's a complete reimagining and all they're just basically taking is maybe like lore and story then they can make it they can make it work but then it's not really some part of me will kind of feel like then it's not really perfect dark anymore we're just kind of just changed the game and it's not a bad thing right because you look at god of war that's completely changed the game right um so yeah i'm open to it any more perfect dark I'm, i'm happy with it but for me, when I think of Perfect Dark, I would want to recapture, you know, the joy I had playing that on the N64. But maybe, you know, we'll get that uh, I'm willing to eat some crow. Like maybe they have a good plan. Like maybe their strategy is that they want to be the first person studio. You think about the the studios that they've acquired. You know, like uh, Bethesda, right? Like they are all about the first person games, right? Um, Wolfenstein, uh, even things like Prey and Dishonored. Dishonored you know and doom like maybe that maybe microsoft wants to be like the like first i mean maybe that's where they they feel like they can shine that's the strategy too and maybe they they have a plan for doing it so who knows but yeah i'll I'll be interested to kind of see um what that looks like Um, right because avowed's going to be first person yep um i imagine that probably um fable isn't right like that seems like it would be yeah that's third person for sure if i don't see my fucking horns growing i'm gonna be bullshit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that 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 there would be hell to pay if that shit was a fucking first person. Like, don't don't fuck with that. Yeah. Okay. We're we're in agreement there then. All right. Cool. So that brings us to our games of the generation. We're gonna kind of keep this like fast and and loose. Uh, 
Uh, I'm going to let you guys organize it. Uh, we stand however at you five. Want. Uh, so I was going to say, you can organize however you want. I'm personally going to kind of count down. I'm going to do like Same. my quick honorable mentions and then my number five uh, game. Should we and... do, sorry to cut you off, Chris, but should we do honorable mentions after we kind of get our list down? Because in case we mention it on each other's list, but you know it's not a bad that's not a bad point yeah maybe we'll like if your honorable mention has not been said by somebody else we'll do that at the end i only have two so um all right so i will uh i'm just gonna kind of adam give me your 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 the top left on my my zoom screen here give me your number five game or you know if you i know you said you haven't really numbered your list per se but like give me a game if you don't want to number it and you can specify however you want yeah, I'm just gonna give you a game because I didn't number these because uh, I, I have more. I have way more than five. Well, not way more, but whatever. Uh, my first thing I'm gonna bring up is XCOM Two, uh, just being that it's uh, that genre of game. The whole strategy, kind of turn-based, um, is honestly my favorite game genre. And XCOM Two is the pinnacle of that entire genre. Uh, everyone who everyone who makes that kind of game is like, oh, is it like XCOM? And what they say that they really mean is it like XCOM Two because XCOM Two was the better version of that sort of game uh, came to console last gen consoles is on PC first. It's a great game hard as balls. If you need it to be, you can play it over and over again. All the powers are great. Like it, it is the perfect version of what a strategy game is supposed to be. And it counts as a last gen game. Um, and it's one of my favorite games ever made. So XCOM two goes on there just cause it, even though it came out, you know, only the last couple of years, it literally defines an entire genre of gaming, and that is my favorite genre. So, XCOM 2, let's go, baby. I really need to play. Like, that's one of my biggest regrets, especially Never after played. having played probably the lightest version of that, which is like uh, Mario Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle or whatever it was called. Like, I loved that game and I really enjoyed Fire Emblem. And I know they're not like exactly the same, but like, I never thought I would like that type of like, you know, uh, strategy game and um i know xcom is like the best of the best so and you can make all your friends and they all die i've made you guys and um you've all been ripped <laughs> in half by aliens it's a good time oh man that's a bummer <laughs> <laughs> zach i'm gonna i'm gonna rotate counterclockwise to you next gotcha on gotcha my, on my screen here so uh give me a uh game yeah my number my number five game would be remnant from the ashes um the game really caught me by surprise and you know i played it uh when it first came out and uh only played it a little and then i picked it up again uh earlier this year with my buddy and man we put just so much time into it it was so fun the replayability is so high and it's just one of the best and most uh just tense co-op games i feel like out on the market right now awesome man yeah i know i keep saying i'm gonna play that and i promise i will i think we're gonna have some you know droughts uh starting next year with some some games you know i think like a lot of the games that came out this year were probably close enough to the finish line to maybe get a little delayed by covid i have a feeling if things stay the way they are going we might see uh some more delays so i i it is also on my list of games uh to check out and play um yeah game i've never played but everyone's like hey it's like dark souls and you have guns in the post-apocalypse well like, you know what that's it man everything but dark souls in that uh sentence sounds real cool so i gotta check that out someday it's it's not nearly as punishing as dark souls is right like 
you you get to a boss, yeah, he'll whoop your ass a few times, but as soon as it's I feel like it's not as punishing in as like a Bloodborne or a Dark Souls game, whatever. It's, but I mean it's there. The challenge is definitely there. You still gotta walk through the fog to fight the bosses. Fight the bosses. So it's the real deal. Awesome. And uh Mr. George, what is what what's your uh your first game here? Uh, however you wanna quantify it it can be your number five or do you yeah. just throw a game out yeah i also don't have them numbered um you know like the, the the approach i took was like you gotta tell someone 30 years from now these are the games you need to play you know from from this particular generation so um, i'm gonna start off with a universally loved game the witcher 3 the wild hunt um you know one of the best games ever let alone from this um this generation um unless you're a patriots fan and you don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> uh, great game, um, you know, massive open world, uh, beautiful visuals, um, and endless possibilities. I I can't understand the knack the the knock on it for being maybe too long, um, but then you're just a bitch. But um, you know, it's a it's a great game. It's a great game all around. I loved it, um, and I, I like it. it's a game that made you pay for for making choices you know or, or trying to be a little overzealous and trying to sleep with both meredith uh chris fritz chris tris tris and yennefer yeah and yennefer trying to trying to pull that off and uh falling flat on your face but it was a it was a great game um and uh, yeah definitely something I, I i really enjoyed and it is even if you didn't like it it is a game worth playing for everyone it, it is worth everyone giving it a shot their quest design is unlike unrivaled like the way that they make each quest feel important and and like it holds weight like i mean you're, you're gonna have your filler shit like that's with every game but the more often than not when you go into a, a side mission in that game it, it's got meat on it than most other game side stories would ever care to put so I also have The Witcher 3 on my list. Um, I'll say what position a little later on, but it's not number five. And uh, I agree with it. everything everyone said. Side quests are substantial. Um, you're a bitch if you think the game's too long. Like, that's a game that, like, I felt that sadness inside, like, when I realized I was out of stuff to do. You know, like, I, I had genuine, like, sadness. Same thing with, like, that's a rare thing. Like, Mass Effect made me feel the same way when I was like, oh, well, I guess I have to now do the, the last mission you know um great characters great world design um consequences that feel like they actually mean something like i felt anxiety sometimes making a decision in the witcher 3 and that's that's a a great testament to um the world and the characters that you would feel anxiety about making a decision in the game because you, you have that much invested so awesome my yeah, uh, also on my list, just real quick to cut in, because of course, Witcher Three is fantastic. I think yay. that yeah, that game is the reason why everybody was excited for Cyberpunk, of course, because this is that studio. Yeah, well, a game that's like me and you, Chris. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, but there are quests in the DLC that are just like the like again, you go to a wedding, and that's all I'll say about that quest. But it's like, how is this so good? It's a side quest in the first DLC pack for this game. It's like this might be game of the year kind of stuff. The game's fantastic. I just love hunting monsters. When they give you the special Witcher contracts, it's like, why do I care so much about killing a special monster? But they make it, everything in that game is great. And even, because I remember, that game is hard to get into because the first area I feel does that game a disservice. But uh, even, White Orchard yeah, is, White Orchard is the worst part of the game. And even as the worst part of the game, it's like an 8 out of 10, which is insane. And then the game is just, 
once you get past that, it ramps up. And I just, I never stopped. And like, I, and I'm still playing that game to finish the DLC. It is, it's great. And uh, one of the best games of the generation and just perfect game. I mean, if it's up there, it's, it's gotta be close. If not, if not it's, perfect, damn as close as you can get. It's, it's hard for me to quantify like a, a perfect game. Like, you know, I'm one of those people, I don't feel like a perfect game exists, but I oh, I no, it does. And it's number one on my list. I don't, I don't care to like search for the perfect <laughs> game. Morgan. <laughs> To me, like a Witcher is a game where I never felt like I wasted a single second in that game, right? Like that, and like I think that's the highest compliment. Like a game where I feel like every single moment of my time spent was time well spent, like where I enjoyed it or I learned something or I felt something. Like I, I don't think there is an empty moment in The Witcher 3, even if you're just, you know, if you're playing Gwent for three hours, like, um, which Gwent wasn't my thing. So I kind of, you know, I had sparse experience with that, but that meant that like there was a it spawned its own game. Yeah. And some people loved it. You know what I mean? So, um, but even that, like there's like dialogue happening with like your opponent, things like that. So 100%. Um, I mean, yeah, they literally have a character who's, who's voice acting is monotone on purpose and he's fucking great. Yeah. Um, all right. So my first pick here, uh, I did number mine and I did these like for uh, like in a very basic. These are my favorite games of the generation. And I ranked them in a way that makes sense to me. So I'll kind of explain. But uh, my number five game of, uh, you know, the games of the generation list is Bloodborne. Uh, it's a game that I've hundred percented. It's a game that I marathoned as part of a rental rush to see if I could be every single boss with a fresh character and accomplish that that felt great it's a game that i just love like i i think uh it set the road for sekiro and now elden ring which was the most anticipated game of that blew the, my mind the game awards um it showed that from software was capable of taking that souls formula and tweaking it a bit to fit like the the narrative uh you know uh that they were trying to tell in the world that they were setting it in and it still works. Um, you know, Sekiro does the same thing. Um, Bloodborne inches out Sekiro for me, I think because um, I think it was like the first game to kind of depart enough from that, that like people wondered prior to playing if it was going to be able to like recapture that same magic. And, you know, not only does it do that, but I, I, it's arguably better than I think all the dark souls game besides maybe the first one, you know, um, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, great game. Love it. Uh, not surprised to, to you guys. I'm sure that I have a uh, Souls like on my <laughs> my top five. Here's the... what I'll say as a guy who hates from software games because they're slow and boring as hell. I do like Bloodborne. I think it's the best one that they have. And I, I generally I genuinely do enjoy that game. Awesome. I'll take it, man. I will 100% take it. Uh, someday I'm going to get George to play it because like I think he would absolutely fucking dig it. Like I think he would love it has enough of that action that like Sekiro kind of does. Like it's way less methodical than uh than like a say a Dark Souls because you have like the health regen from smacking your enemies back. If you get hit, you can kind of push the attack and be aggressive and get your health back. Like if you're if you're not a coward, in other words, like like you know, it rewards you for kind of being like in there and not being afraid to like, you know, um fuck some shit up. So And awesome. I personally I personally thought it had I've only played one Dark Souls game. I didn't beat it, but and I played Bloodborne and, and Sekiro, but I think Bloodborne just had by far the most interesting world to like just uh, walk around in and, and discover, right? Because the lore's there, but you had to look for it. And um, it, yeah, they just did such a good job, man. The Gothic, the whole Gothic setting was was so well done. 
well they, they carried this over to secure right too but like when you go back to areas and bloodborne after certain like main story beats like there's some scary shit that wasn't there before so like yeah you feel confident strolling back into the area and you're like whoa what the fuck is that like you know it's got glowing red eyes and it does not look like it's going to be an easy thing and it was not here like you know six hours ago so um i think that's it's cool there's a lot to love about that game for sure uh adam give me a give me your next game man all right here's one again i don't know how i didn't number these and all that okay um but god this one is crazy that i'm even including it um and because I, I don't think anyone else is going to include it that's also kind of my reasoning no man's sky what a game to come from absolute nothing and dog shit to be one of the most supported best games out there like that game keeps going it doesn't stop going after it launched i was like boy that's going to be rough but they just never stop, man. Like that's that shows like if you have people who care about a thing and they continue to support it, what can become of it? Because didn't it just win? It won like uh ongoing, best community support or, or yeah, yeah, best ongoing or something like that. Yeah, yeah it won some of the game oh, awards. Yeah, yeah like, of uh, the game awards. Keep talking at them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now that it's it's crazy to see where it is and where it is now. Like there's you know, we're four or five gigantic uh, updates in and they haven't stopped. And it's it's great, like you just want to sit down and explore a galaxy. It's there for you. I I think it's great, and I think it's kind of underrated, and uh, it's amazing. It was what the best ongoing game. Yep. There you go. Uh, it's a game. It's probably the best game I'll never play, and not because I don't want to, but it, it's just like I'm so terrified of like starting that because it feel like oh, get sucked in, and there's just so much to to play. Like, but uh, I think that's a great pick. I think it's well deserving of a, a top uh, game of the generation spot because of the turnaround that it had. It's like it's like a rocky story almost you know where it was like very much the underdog with i mean it got dumped on by critics by you know like the general public like really really shit on that game um they went dark and then like when that game kind of reemerged like it had a, a fantastic uh, rebirth like a phoenix rising from the ashes so um i love that pick so with that criticism by the way they promised a lot of shit that did did not deliver on that just was not in there when that game came out so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, oh yeah not not saying it wasn't well deserved you know yeah. um what's what's great is that like they kind of like owned it and then like went dark and then like they have since delivered on it like in spades too you know like i think like the promise of that they've over delivered now on the promises that they made it it took a little while but they they, they got there so cool zach what's your next uh pick my man my number four game would be The Last of Us Part Two. Um, Thank God Bobby's not here. Yeah, I, I just I I I do not care what anybody says. Right, that game is a masterpiece in storytelling, in in sound design, in character development. Everything about that game, right, is just is top notch, and it deserved every award that it won at the Game Awards. That game is is top tier like i i feel bad and that's for a lot of the games i can say on my list like i feel bad for people who don't play video games and won't get to experience like this story because that's how good it is yeah so, as, as someone who doesn't who didn't play that game because i got rid of my ps4 beforehand and i know there's a little bit of back and forth of like oh i don't like the story da, 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 da. i can't say looking at everything i've looked at that game and the story based on to say that is technically a bad video game like that is one of the most beautiful well-acted things i've ever seen and again i've never played it but just looking at him like there's no one someone can say this is a bad video game on a technical level you might not like the way they told the story there's things you cannot like about it but i can't look at it and be like that shit right like i i don't i don't agree with that and i i don't 
I think a lot, I mean, from the listener write-ins, that's on a lot of people's lists. So I think that's a good one there. Yep. Definitely a solid pick. You're, uh, you're spot on. You're spot on with that, Adam. Like, oh, look, it's a good game. You know, it's a really good game. A great game. Uh, the issues that I have with it are, are not the story. I don't I don't mind how the story went. I'm cool with it. I understand some of the criticism for it. It doesn't crack the top five for me personally. It didn't it didn't quite get me as much as the first game and some other games of this generation. But if you if you gave that game anything under an eight because you didn't like the the way that they ran the, the narrative and story in this game, you're you think because of that it makes it anything less than an eight, you're a moron. And I can't take I can't take your your you hear that Bobby you hear yeah. that Bobby <laughs> Mr Six out of Ten Bobby <laughs> I can't take your I listen and I love Bobby but you know this is this guy has all the games that he all of his games are in his uh, freaking uh are in plastic man you know, I can't take you your the way that you critique video games seriously I'm look man I don't love it as much as Zach does I don't think anyone does for that matter but um but uh it, it's a good game and you know i just think the whole the issue with the story goes back to entitlement like it ain't your game it ain't your story man you don't get to tell you don't get to say how you you know how it is but to say that that game is like i've seen people rated a six if you think that game is a six like i don't know what fucking games you've been playing with playing right seriously like i don't understand you know again was not my favorite game not even my favorite game this year but it's it's a very good game man it's a great game and i will say uh, well, I don't think it's overall a masterpiece. The way that it was put together is a masterpiece. You know, like that that game has some of the best visuals, the best sound, the best accessibility. It won a lot of awards, deser- you know, deservedly so. But that game does a lot of things like first in class, and you can't knock that just because you you're upset about how the story played out. Give me a fucking break. Yep, uh, agreed. I I really liked The Last of Us Two a lot. Um, it did not make my list. Um, I do think that you're, if you say that that objectively is a bad game, you're, I, I can't take you seriously. Like I, I shut down, like as soon as I hear somebody say that, um, I think it's, you know, it's a flawed game and in a couple nitpicky uh, ways, but um, you know, I, like it's, it's a tough, it's a tough com- conversation because like the, the first one set the bar so high, you know, uh, in a lot of ways. I saw people favorably compare this uh, and the original Last of Us to Godfather 1 and Godfather 2, where you're going to have like people that kind of prefer one over the other. And they're both like, you know, very great at what they do. I fall in the Godfather 2 camp, by the way, as I, I posted on Twitter recently. Um, I do think it was the most boring choice they could have made for game of the year. I'm sorry. I know that's probably a, a hot take, but I, I thought like there were some other games that you know, for out of the box reasons, like would have maybe been a more interesting choice, but uh, I am glad that it won. Like, I don't feel like it was undeserved, you know, like that would be disingenuous to say it was undeserved, you know, but um, Laura Bailey, I think like my favorite award that anybody got was her for Abby, like love or hate that character, love or hate the way the story design, like she did a fantastic job bringing that character to life. And it was uh, one of my favorite uh, parts of the game, along with uh, Lev. I thought was a great character as well. Like those were by two, and their dynamic together, I think, was like was just outstanding. So um, I think it is a was, worthy choice, Zach. I think I think part of the reason that game was so polarizing was because of how good a job she did as Abby. That it made you really, really hate what what she's doing in this game because of her involvement in it well, she does something you know, terrible that you know yeah you're mad at her for, and then they they kind of force you to like. Now you're going to empathize with this person, like it or not. Like now you're going to spend hours in her shoes, right? And like you have no choice, like but to 
see where she's coming from right so yeah good point um all right my uh oh sorry george it is actually your turn my bad dude hit us with another game all right uh, all right i'm trying not to go with another big one that you're probably you probably all will have on your list so do I'm whatever you want one. buddy so i'm gonna throw overwatch um, hey. um overwatch um god it's a great game for so many reasons and this is coming from someone who got into it like a year late you know um i put a lot of hours into it. i haven't played it recently but that is a game that's re- you know obviously it's incredibly uh high replay value um esports you know what it's done what its contributions to esports is amazing the competitiveness the strategy the characters the constant meta changes in that game all in all have made that game so so much fun um you know you know even even though the learning curve is big it can still be picked up you know it's it's not too late to hop in that game because the meta will change in a relatively short amount of time so so you you know you get hang of it um it is hard you know it is hard because it takes a long time to learn each character and there's so many um but um you know and i'm not comfortable playing all of the characters but the handful that i am with i'm pretty decent at it's a lot of fun um you know the events I love how they do loot boxes there. I like how they do microtransactions. It's all cosmetic, nothing, no pay to win, anything of the sort. Uh, it's just a game that is done right for what it is, and uh, and it's it's so unique. You know that whole tactical first person shooter type thing. Uh, it definitely puts a new spin on that, right? Tactical shooters are typically like Rainbow Six style games or Counter Strike, but this is this is entirely different. Um, and the fact that they were able to balance that game out, like how do you make all these characters do completely different abilities, different things, have different functions, and still make it a balanced game? Oh, uh, it's just a great, great job um, for everybody that kind of put that game together, for sure. It's a very so inclusive game too, depending on like what your preferences are and what your skill set is, right? Like you can still be a very like low to medium skill player, like hi, that's me, like shooters, like. And contribute to your team, right? Like uh, in a meaningful way. Like, are you going to be like, you know, God tier, like ultra competitive, like ever? Like, no. But like, can you jump in, uh, like, and have a great time, like, in your average match with your friends? Like, absolutely. Like, I can play with some of our friends that are like really, really like, you know, top tier or like close to top tier, like players, like, you know, above average, if you will, like, and have uh, an amazing time like doing what i like to do and like what i'm good at right like which is like i like playing support characters and like you know healers and stuff like that so i think that's also a really cool aspect to it yeah i love overwatch i played it so much when it first came out and then i fell off of it for a little while and then i picked it back up and i tend to only play now when mayhem mode is there for arcade it's so hectic and it's so fun and it's just literally the the name is so perfect for it but yeah it's man usually just like you said it's it's inclusive it, but it's also so deep in in terms of um strategies and and the uh, amalgamation of different you know um characters and and comp builds and all that and it's 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 set the bar for what like a a hero shooter right is supposed to be and uh, so far nothing nothing's nothing's beat it yet and you know um i am so excited for overwatch 2 uh just because you know their their animated shorts are like some of the best little things like little quick 
five minute videos ever, man. So like, I can't wait to experience what they do for a story mode for that game. But yeah, man, Overwatch is is awesome. And you can get sweaty in Overwatch to to clarify. Like that's a game that like if you have you know six very skilled players. Oh like, yeah, you know it, like it allows for that too, right? Like I I just I like that you can have you can be casual and have a blast and be like super sweaty if you want to. And like both of those work equally well. Um, yeah, are, are you an Overwatch person, Adam? Do you like Overwatch? I'm sure we've talked about it. Uh, yeah, I played the pre-release uh, thing and never actually got into it. So I know people love it. I, I've literally just never played more than an hour of it. Fair enough. No worries. Well, that brings me to my next game. Um, it wouldn't be me if I didn't include a platformer, uh, since that's one of my favorite genres and celeste i think is you know one of the best of the best it is a platformer that tells a surprisingly deep and touching story uh great narrative about mental health and anxiety and depression um the conversation around those issues is becoming more accepted you know in our own society which i think is great um but uh to include it in a video game and uh, recently uh, Maddie Thorson has uh, confirmed that the character Celeste is trans as well, which I think added another great level to that uh, character. A lot of people kind of inferred that from the dialogue from from the game. And, you know, uh, Maddie Thorson recently uh, confirmed that, which I, I thought was was a fantastic extra dimension that I'll now have to go back through the game and, um, you know, view through that lens. But also a very, very difficult game, which is something that I like. Obviously, I, I like a good challenge, um, but great accessibility features, right? Uh, you can make that game uh, easier if you wish. And not only can you make it easier, but it's not like a sweeping brush that makes everything in the game easier. There's actually sliding bars for um, what you may be having problems with, and you can kind of adjust them throughout the game, and the game doesn't make you feel bad for doing that. There's no achievements based to... Um, to difficulty and or you know uh, around difficulty i should say um there's hidden collectibles that are, are are fantastic as well and i think probably the best thing the game does is it constantly reminds you that like hey you can do this like the encouragement that you get from the game that's so hard um is uh is really nice oh and the soundtrack too oh, man i'd be remiss if, like it is my favorite video game soundtrack of all time like i uh last year it ended up in like my top spotify like plays because i you know it's just it's, it's fantastic music um so yeah i don't know if any of you guys have played celeste but if you have it you are genuinely missing out like even if you just want to mainline that like you know don't go go after any of the little collectibles just go through the, the levels it is so worth your time yeah i've played a bit of it uh, i didn't finish it i got distracted by it i think i was playing it before a big game came out but yeah it's super solid i need to go back and just finish the main story and i think everyone here should own it because i think it was a games with gold at some point so yeah. everyone in this call game should own it. Too, yeah think. something like that i'll, I'll check on that uh, zach or george have you guys have you guys played and yeah, so you have to you have to Never. claim it if it's a games with gold if you didn't claim it that month you'd lose it so you do i claim everything no matter what it is i keep forgetting to do that but yeah be. I'll never play that game, unfortunately. Not not a platformer uh, fan. I, I mean, I mean, I am. It's 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 more. It, I I don't like the sixteen bit graphics or the eight bit whatever. I don't. I I can't do it. Yeah, I think it's something surprisingly like I, I could be wrong, but like you may get over quicker than you think, just with uh, you know, um, the the style, right? Like, what's that? Oh, Hades is a game I would I would I would play. The art in Hades is is way cooler. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's one of those things like, yes, it is on game pass. It's, uh, I think like stylistically for what they're going for, it works. And it's, it's hard to explain without you like actually like experiencing the the game. Like you'd kind of see what I mean. Um, like if you, if you do check it out, but, but yeah, that's my, that's my pick. That brings us back around to, uh, to Adam, uh, throw us another game in. All right. I think we talked about it when we did our bracket for best game ever, but PUBG created an entire genre unto itself, but I'm going apex legends because apex legends is a better game. Um, respawn was on a roll putting out banger after banger. I think in one of the most popular genres, you know, being battle Royal that apex legends keeps on putting out new content. It feels great to play. Um, and I've just, I've not stopped playing that game the whole almost two years that that thing has been out at this point. Um, it's sort of like the hero shooter thing you're talking about Overwatch. Like there's constantly new characters are changing the meta. Uh, now there's three maps on the game and it's all a game that anyone could pick up and just play it for free. And it's just, it feels so good. And there's, you know, unlimited replay value with the kind of game it is. And I, 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 I don't think I've played a game. God, I've played about 500 hours of PUBG. I've probably put in a couple hundred hours of, of apex legends at this point. I continue, I'm going to continue to play that. Like, that game to come out of nowhere and be a phenomenon like it was and to still have the player base it does now and just the the amount of like community and the way that they they keep it updated and stuff it's it's fantastic like it's it's such a nice treat when it's like hey one of the best games you've ever seen play for free right now and uh you know shout out to respawn i guess just putting out bangers this generation um yeah i love apex legends let's go surprise launch free to play polish yeah that's what was crazy you know, uh, trifecta right there. Didn't know- is, yeah, that game is very much like the Overwatch of Battle Royales. You know, like it kind of took that that aspect of having different abilities, different different types of characters that can do different things, and put it in that Battle Royale format and still be balanced. is uh, is pretty good. There's definitely some characters that are a little bit more useful than others, but you, it's it's a game where you see a healthy amount of variety. Um, in that you don't just see the same squads of the same three characters so they definitely did that right the gunplay in that game is second to none and um you know vaulting over sliding the movement movement and gunplay in that game is in my opinion the best of any uh br by far if you got that down fuck man like, i mean that's a fucking great game yeah we went, we went from like rubber banding all over the place in PUBG to like you know kind of like Fortnite, which was much more polished and, and a little bit like cartoony to like a game like Apex, where it was a little bit more like serious in tone, definitely had the polish of like, you know, Fortnite, but it was also like first person in, in the Titanfall universe. Like um, they definitely f- uh, carved out their their own space. So like people were already questioning if there was room for any more battle royales between PUBG and Fortnite and like Apex proved like that. Yes, there is. If you do something that's like special and polished enough, uh, like, pe- you know, people will, uh, will will care. So and that's the thing at this spot I was going to because I wanted to put one BR because I'm like, I can't for my favorite games of the generation. I played so many BRs. I can't not include one. And it was between PUBG, Fortnite and Apex. And again, PUBG is great. The game is a mess. I love it. Like I said, I played 500 hours. It is a technical mess. Fortnite is great, but I just prefer Apex like it's the whole i mean again fortnite's greatest phenomenon no one could take away from it it should probably be on a list it's not going to be on mine just because i think out of all of that um that genre that apex for me is the most enjoyable like george said movement gunplay and then you've got the characters and i don't free to play let's go awesome uh zach 
Yeah, my next one, one uh, number three, will be uh, God of War. And, I mean, that pretty much goes without saying. Uh, there's nothing that we haven't said about this game already. It's a goddamn masterpiece. And uh, it's, I'm so excited for the next one. Yeah, I know. Chris mentioned earlier Celeste having the best soundtrack. But, like, let's go, God of War. God, that soundtrack's so fucking good. Beer McFerry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what a, just real quick, sorry, but just, like, what a... What a drastic turn from like the style that God of War one through three was right and Ascension and then to come to, you know, uh, a much more intimate story to where you actually care about Kratos and all that is it was incredible the way they managed to pull that off. Another game that was a surprise, right? Like I think everybody in that franchise was, you know, uh, dead as a doornail. And then, you know, here they come to the uh, the announcement had gameplay, you know, like at the Sony yeah. E3, like um and that's one of the best reveals i think ever yeah people went ape shit when he was they, like boy we gotta go hunt or whatever he was saying man the crowd lost their shit and then the one that's got cory Bialog, you can see his reaction too it's awesome because like it's hard work paid off the documentary is uh, great that's a perfect game right there for me that that's another example of a of a 10 out of 10 perfect game there is like nothing wrong with that game in my opinion i don't know what you in that game Maybe the fact that you don't get to fight Thor or some shit like that, but um, boy, that that is a that is a hell of a game. Um, you know, definitely one of the best of the generation. It's def. I mean, it's like I think it's universally top top two, top three. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just for when we did our our thing, that was it was between that and another game for best game of modern a modern game, and like it right. definitely deserved to be in that conversation. Indeed, can't hear you, Chris. You, Chris, you're muted. The ECG games. <laughs> is it? Is it hey, there you working? Go. We got yeah. There we go. Okay, yeah, it's number three on my list too, and I totally um, agree with every everything that you guys have said. Um, I will add that the performances, uh, you know, I think having the performance capture on this game, you know, which they kind of borrowed or you know evolved from like the Naughty Dog um, kind of way of making games, like lent a lot to like what they wanted to do which was like have the story and these characters kind of grow up a bit you know and uh be a more nuanced uh sort of tale um so i think uh it's worth mentioning that as well but yep it is definitely uh another game where not a moment wasted for me personally um everything in that game felt like it had meaning and weight and substance uh just amazing that brings us back around to george starts to get tough for me um and i'm gonna go with spider-man um spider-man on ps4 was uh you know yet another uh reiteration of classic game man i remember those spider-man games from back in the day they were, were, were so much fun um and and seeing it come back in this in this fashion it's great uh this was tough like it was like teetering between honorable mention top five because it definitely that is not a perfect game, um, and the one th the the one knock on the game for me is the amount of time you spend doing like side shit. It's a bit more like the the side stuff. That's a game that doesn't get the side quest stuff done quite right. Um, and you could argue a little bit that the overall overarching villain is not as compelling either. But um, you know what is it the uh, what's that guy? The invisible mr man. negative yeah there we go mr negative that guy he's like whatever dude see i didn't even fucking remember his name um but uh 
the side stuff was it was it was it was a bit much sometimes a little bit exhausting but i mean holy shit what a beautiful like render and capture of the city of new york right like oh my god everything was so like scale to the t i remember seeing videos of people like playing the game and then looking out their window and it's literally spider-man was literally outside of their window and it was captured perfectly um i loved the uh, where you had to go to different parts of the town and take a picture there i actually really enjoyed that because it let you really showcase like how good they kind of recaptured the city um the, the combat amazing um you know collecting some of those suits really really cool um definitely a game worth playing and one of the you know one of the more fun games that i've had this generation for sure um you know so uh yeah it was kind of between my honorable mentions top five um but um you know let's squeeze it in there somehow in no particular order but really good game they nailed how how to spider-man should feel i mean that's that's the thing that they had to get right and they uh they knocked it out of the park moving around fighting like the dialogue like the way that you know like the kind of quippy stuff like um i mean that's like getting that right is going to make that make it so that your game is never is not going to be less than an eight if you're doing something like spider-man um i agree with you on the side quest and the collectibles like i felt like in particular it was the crimes like having to do like the you know swing down to the car punch the guy like flip it over like those things repeating them over and over again i felt like was excessive to the point of like like i i just i didn't want to do it but like i liked so much of the other game that i was like all right fine i'm gonna platinum this but i'm not gonna like it like necessarily or love that that i have to do all this stuff. That completion done absolutely yeah. that's the, the side quest like in the witcher and then side quest like in spider-man are what separates a nine from a ten in my opinion you know like that kind of stuff now that's the single player story in spider-man is pretty awesome you know that acting in that game as well uh really good stuff agree adam zach would you like to add anything to spider-man before we move on great game fun that's a great word that game is the one of the funnest things to play swinging around and beating shit out of people great time <laughs> still not my favorite spider-man game though really shattered dimensions is Ooh, my favorite so Spider-Man. good well, fair enough um so as i said uh you know my number three was uh god of war also so i'm gonna loop it back around to adam give us your penultimate game on your list this is a tough one because i already know some of these are going to be somewhere else so i'm going to go ahead and say that divisiony <laughs> divisiony good lord let me learn how to speak english divinity original sin 2 is one of my favorite games ever made. it might be my favorite crpg game ever made um i know that Chris, you were playing it a little bit before. I don't know how far you got into it, but that game is fantastic. It goes places. That is D and D in a video game until those guys made Baldur's Gate three. Like for me, as a dude who loves RPG video games, who likes fantasy settings and then Dungeons and Dragons specifically, that game does it all. I love the story, love the characters, and I just, I just got into. I don't know what it is, man. I just dumped so much time in the game. I haven't finished it yet. I'm, I'm at the the last chapter of the game. But I just put so much time and I didn't stop playing. And I'm just like, this is what I want a D&D video game to be. And now I have Baldur's Gate 3 on early access. So, um, yeah, that that studio is great. They made three bangers in a row. And uh, since that's the only completed game that came out in the last generation, I'm going to give them all the love and put Division E. Good Lord. <laughs> DOS 2. It's DOS 2. Great game, guys. Everyone check it out. I, I think I... Um had way more fun playing that with friends than i did solo so like when we were doing it with like george and our friend you know cat 
picked a yeah, bad time brother, to start like, that shit. <laughs> I know, I know. Like we should come back to it though. Yeah, like me too. Um, and also now that I have some D and D sessions under my belt too, I I understand the appeal a lot more than like I did like playing that game kind of cold. Um, I think it's just I know it's beloved. I think it's deserving to be on this list. Uh, I I basically got to the point where we were going to go in my playthrough, like the shriekers, like where we're going to go after the shriekers, like I'd already escaped and done all that stuff. So um, I can totally see that. I think it's, um, it's a good choice. Let me just say no big spoilers, but that game, again, I haven't beaten it, but what that game leads to is you're trying to become a God. That's yeah. literally what the divinity in original sin is. You are literally trying to take the place of a God. That shit's wild. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, anybody want to add anything to, divinity original sin too we gotta get back into it that's 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 it man we just started playing it right before next gen came out and now like it's hard to to get back into that but uh we yeah we definitely gotta make it at least like maybe a maybe we can set up like bi-weekly i think once a week is a tough commitment right now especially we're doing some destiny stuff maybe like every other week we set something like that because it is we did have a blast and uh yeah and i am i'm playing dnd very much like i was playing divinity and it's it's who the fuck is george gonna attack now (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah just real quick one of the best combat systems where it's like you combo everything in the world together just like would this random idea in my head work oh it does like i made steam cloud i'm gonna electrify it because water conducts electricity like that game's great some fucking was it ice or water that we kept fucking falling on when we were trying I, to walk through it or some shit like that. Fucking yeah. hell, man. Yeah. It, it, there is a bit of that where things that I didn't expect to have any issues walking over this and don't behold them on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was super funny. Um, all right, Zach, uh, hit us with your penultimate or number two game. My number two game would be Evolve. And like Last of Us, man, I, I, I don't care what anybody says. The game is easily one of the best asymmetrical multiplayer games ever made and it's it's better than friday it's better than dead by daylight it's better than all those games and just the coordination that you needed to have as a hunter team and the the patience and the and the uh whatever the 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 skill you needed to have as a monster to go up against a good hunter team is just man it was it was an experience that like i've never had in video games before and i haven't had since and I'm so upset that it uh, it didn't get the the love that it deserved because it, it reviewed very well, like critically, it did it did really good. But man, I guess that was at a point when microtransactions were not as big as they are now. And man, it was all cosmetic stuff, and it it blew up so big about the way that uh, its DLC uh, plan was laid out and everything. And and then the, I think it was just bear that was the problem with that game when it launched it was too bare bones like i I know they had to get it to get it out that's a game that would have benefited from launching free to play uh to get people in the door and then like having paid dlc i agree with you by the way i think like i think it's just like overwatch though right because overwatch only has two uh, like well now that in arcade but when it first came out there was only like two three game modes and that was it. And you were running those same game modes over and over. And Overwatch was, I mean, Evolve was the same deal. There was three or four game modes that you were running over and over and over again. But going up against different monsters and creating different team comps and everything is what made it feel, you know, fresh every time. And, and 
I, man, I, I love that game so much and I put so much time into it. And I hope, you know, maybe, you know, like they're doing with Back for Blood, man, I hope maybe Total Rock's able to revisit it. Even if it's not Evolve, a spiritual successor in some type of way, man, because that, that game was uh, just some of the best multiplayer fun I've ever had. Fair enough. Yeah, I bought it at full price. I enjoyed it. Um, I you know played it with, with friends. That helped like to have friends to kind of like. Oh yeah, I that's what I I, I should have mentioned that because I did have a group of people that I played with almost every night. Like we would all. That was log a game that was miserable play. to 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 uh you know oh, what's the word I'm looking for like solo matchmake like it was a miserable game to matchmake where like people are not on their mics and it's like oh it's hard it was horrible you know that's that's another pitfall i'm sure that's crippled it a lot too yeah yep 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 yep. like there you know this is like pre-ping systems and stuff like that even that of like like an apex ping system oh yeah would have been huge huge for that game but um that's a a worthy choice it was a lot of fun like i mean that game was buckets of, of fun for sure we haven't seen anything like it since. Like I know we have like Friday and Predator and stuff like that, but I, it, it's not the same like scale and scope that Evolve had. Nah, Evolve had a lot of cool stuff, like the animal signs and stuff like that. And like, yeah, you could kill animals to you know get a, a buff or something, and it's cool because if you're the monster, you can like you can kill them and leave them, kind of like bait the hunters over and like surprise attack them. So there's so much strategy evolved into it. Like if you if you actually got deep into the game and and man, yeah, I, I almost got every achievement. I think I only need one more achievement in that game. So good. Yeah, fair enough, man. Uh, George, give us a uh, one of your last two. I um, yeah, this is this might be a little bit off the wall. Maybe Adam would. Maybe he'll disagree with me, or maybe he'll join in. Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Oh uh, my! The in my opinion, the best Assassin's Creed game. Uh, before these uh, RPG type ones, you know, uh, best true action adventure games. Uh, Black Flag, if I'm not mistaken, was the first of the this gen. This yeah, that was gen. a cross gen um, one. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I fucking loved it, man, because I th- I felt one. I love the pirate shit. I love the 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 ship battles. I loved all that. I loved everything. The game was beautiful. Um, and for me, it was like a you know. One of the first really good games that also showcased the power of the the new generation of consoles. Uh, man, just the, the visuals in some of those islands, the Bahamas, Tortugas, all that stuff. It just looked looked beautiful, man. And I get it. You know, it's very bright. You know, beach type stuff is going to look a little bit nicer than than some other games for sure. But um, I really fell in love with that game with that with character. Was it Edward Kenway? I think it was. Yeah, Edward Kenway. Um, yeah. Um, uh, you know, again, I, I, I've enjoyed, I've loved the, the Assassin's Creed been on and off. I haven't played every game, but I would, you know, and that, and coming back to that particular game, uh, was, uh, was good stuff too. Cause at that time I was still kind of like high on it, right? That was number four, if I'm not mistaken. Assassin's Creed four. Black Flag. Not the actual fourth game, but yeah, it was. Right, number right, right. Four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, <clears throat> and after that, that started to, to lose a little bit of its hype for me a bit, but, um, but I really, really enjoyed uh, Black Flag and. It's more of a, I don't know, it's hard to say that it's one of the best games of the generation, but it's just one of my favorite games of this generation. Probably. I, I burned out, out, unfortunately, before ever getting to play that game. Like, I had just, like, 100%ed, like, the map on three, like, maybe, like, two months before four came out. And, like, I was, like, that was the, probably the peak of my open world fatigue, where I was, like, all right, like, I'm, 
I need a break. Like I, I couldn't just couldn't do it. So uh, I never played it, unfortunately. But I, I love the naval combat of three, and I heard that's a big part of four. So Ezio, is my favorite assassin for sure, my favorite character. Um, but I think like for me that was the. I, I guess you could do a little bit in Brotherhood too. But that game started to take. It started to experiment with new things, right? With the ship battles and all that kind of stuff. And and I think they did it really well. Oh, some some stuff that they've done with Assassin's Creed hasn't worked, but I think that's when they started to kind of branch out and, and try different things, and and they just put it all together really nicely. And I don't know where it ranks, but I'm but I'm pretty sure Black Flag is a pretty highly rated one amongst the uh, Assassin's Creed games. But uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed my time with it. Yeah, I agree. I that's not the Assassin's Creed I had on my list, but I'm like that's one of the most popular series. Period. One of the one of the better games should be on a list of the generation just because it is one of the most popular games of the generation. So four is a good pick. That's not the one I would have put on because I have one on my list. I don't know if I'm actually going to put his my number yeah. one, but it definitely, it makes sense that that would be because of the old style. That's for yeah. sure the best one. Yeah. I, I didn't want to, I think it's not fair to compare those to like these RPG ish ones, you know, like Odyssey origins and Valhalla. I think it's a little, little unfair to compare those, but as far as like an action adventure type game, that style, that was a, that I think that was up there for me for sure. Sweet. So my number two was Witcher 3, which we've already talked about. So we can loop back around to uh, to, to Adam. You want to let Zach go first? I want to go last on this one because I'm pretty sure the things on my list are other people's number ones. So I'll go last. Yeah, my number one game is the best game ever made, Red Dead Redemption 2. I'd have been, I've been abstaining from mentioning it because like, I know how much Arthur Morgan means. Man, Arthur I, Morgan is single-handedly the greatest video game protagonist to ever be created. Agreed. Will, he is, his character development from the beginning of the game to the end, man, especially if you do a lot of, a lot of the side missions, is just like, I started off, uh, I'm going to use Mass Effect terms here, but I started off Renegade, right? And I was didn't give a shit about anybody. I would see people riding their horses along a path and I would just shoot them in the face for no reason. Right. And then like, as the game went on and I got more attached to Arthur, I was like, damn, man, like, and I don't want to, I, I mean, I don't want to spoil the story just in case people haven't played it. Right. Because I, if the generation but, spoil, it, spoil, spoil it, man. Yeah. If you haven't played it's been Red out long Redemption enough. 2, come on, man. Pause like, this I, and, all right. So after, after he gets, after he gets diagnosed with TB and everything and, and he starts to try and, uh, write some wrongs and you know um, just be better right like I felt like I needed to stop doing all the nefarious shit that I was doing and I needed to you know adhere to what he was trying to do in the game I was like damn man I gotta let out to be a good guy I can't let him be a sack of shit and <laughs> I mean you and could. yeah I mean, yeah, yeah, you definitely it'd be, could. It'd be an interesting way to play that game. Uh, I'd be curious to see because I, I, I played it the same way you did, where I was like, um, very much like Paragon, you know, for the latter half of that game. Yeah, it's just it, man, fuck, man, what a story! Like, it's it's so good. That's another thing. Like I said with The Last of Us too, and I, it's the same with God of War, and it's the same with this. Like, I feel so bad for people who do, who don't play games or whatever, right? And they'll never get to experience this story. And it's and it's easily and and I say this without hesitation, one of the best stories I've experienced in any medium, right? Not just video games. Like that's how top notch the the storytelling and the and the acting and then just everything about it. The world, 
like right like that world felt like it was alive with or without you being there to play it right like that's how you know like that life just i mean that world just had so much life in it man it was so good i the only reason i haven't replayed it is i'm hoping for like a series x optimization oh that'd be awesome it's already an incredible looking game too i could only imagine the amount of detail they could put in with the next gen patch upgrade man that'd be nuts yeah, I it's in my honorable mentions. Um, Red Dead Redemption Two. I really se- seriously consider putting it in the top five. Top five, but so I was doing favorite games of the generation. Um, like it's still up there. You know, it's easily in my top ten favorite games of the generation. Um, yeah, like it just didn't quite crack it for me. But it is a it's it is a masterpiece game. Like full stop. Like um, I get why some people didn't like the methodical stuff with having to shoot the trigger twice once to you know chamber a bullet wants to to shoot and like the fact that your horse could run into stuff and like you could fall over but like i appreciated that i it added to my level of enjoyment with the game because i i like the intentionality there like it was so intentional what they were doing all right so let me ask you guys a question right because obviously there's a lot of love for the witcher 3 here mm-hmm. so what do you think is the pinnacle of open worlds is it the witcher 3 or is it red dead redemption 2 witcher 3 it's an, inter- it's an interesting question but yeah i would probably go for like witcher 3 for, for me too yeah my my the, so, so i love both games equally different reasons but i think witcher 3 has more appeal um to, to more people because of the pacing of that game um the one thing i didn't think it was but i could see why some people thought red dead redemption 2 was slow oh um, for sure that that is something that the critic the only criticism that that game got from some people that it wasn't their cup of tea was like the pace of it it being a little slow everything being so realistic that it takes longer to do things so when you add in some of the side stuff it can it can be a little bit more tedious that's not a game that i 100 percented, for example uh and there's still plenty i could go back and do but i was just by like i was so satisfied with the journey of arthur morgan that i was like i was done like i had closure by the end of the game and it just i i couldn't bring myself to continue to do side stuff because nothing would be as impactful um that's more of a test of that story was how good that journey was that like it's almost like doing anything else after that it's just you know it's gonna fall short that's why i would go with the witcher because all of the side stuff that that thing has and like like adam mentioned earlier sometimes they're even more fun the monster hunts um the 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 immersion in some of those side quests did take away from the game because you're you're doing like its own little mini story mini campaigns you know um yeah and i, I don't think any of the game does it quite that well um so i think that's why i would go with the witcher 3 but uh again i, I loved both of them man they're different yeah i mean i i didn't finish i didn't finish the witcher 3 i played a lot of it i didn't finish it but um i mean obviously my 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 choice would be red dead but i i could totally see the pick for witcher just because you know i played it i've seen i've seen you know the the allure of it like i know why people would choose that game and everything but yeah i just feel the way uh i don't know i just felt it was more more uh personal like i felt more attached to Arthur, i guess than i did to Geralt. but i guess maybe if i had played witchers one and two maybe i would have felt more attached but i mean this is the first time meeting Arthur, and i fucking he is the man you get that 100 percent because like that redemption seems like something you'd read in like a nonfiction story, like almost like a biography of someone. 
you know, and like some heart wrenching story of what somebody went through. Whereas, you know, The Witcher is more is more is more sci fi, is more fantasy, and I could see why you wouldn't have that same personal connection with a clearly fictional type, you know, fantasy story. You know, monsters and powers and wizards and all that kind of stuff. Whereas, Redemption, you know, seems like something like I don't know if your grandfather might have gone. Or your great grandfather might have gone through or been around and seen. It was. It, it does definitely hit closer to tug harder on your on your heartstrings than um than say Witcher in that regard for different reasons. Sure, but I'm gonna I'm gonna scoot, fellas. I'll talk to you guys later. Right, Zach. Yeah, my brother. You have to tune into the podcast to find out what our number one games are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, man. Take it easy. Take it easy, guys. Uh, and uh, George, that brings you to or brings us to you because Adam wants to go last. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the game, the two. I'm between two games, and one of them, which has ended up being on my honorable mention. Um, neither one are my number are one number ones, without a doubt. But just games that I like. So I'm gonna roll with um, Final Fantasy 15. Uh, um, you know, I the reason I know that that's not everyone's cup of tea. But I love Final Fantasy games in general. I love the entire Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy lineup. And 15 is when they changed everything. You know, they changed the combat. They changed the style of everything from it being like a purely turn-based type thing to something more, not hack and slash, but more action, more more kind of getting in there, something that maybe had more appeal to, to, to a bigger gener- uh, bigger audience. Um, I love the story. I love Noctis. I, you know, I love everything about that game. And I personally really enjoyed the change of pace in the combat system. Uh, I know it wasn't everyone's cup of tea because people like the turn-based, typical, classic Final Fantasy, um, and this definitely got away from that. But I thought it was a nice, nice change of pace. Something that they've even, you know, even done a better job even this in this most recent game in the, in the remake. Um, but um, I, I love that game. I love that journey, and I thought it was a great break from the traditional stuff, a great reimagining, reinventing of the Final Fantasy series. Um, and, you know, and I'm, I've enjoyed everything that's come from Final Fantasy since then. I love the remake. I'm super excited for 16. It looks like it's going to go on that same track of that kind of combat. I think they're doing great. Um, and so to see such a old franchise kind of reinvent themselves that way, uh, in a very risky way and, and pull it off relatively well. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed playing that game a lot for sure. I think it's the best imperfect game uh, like ever. Like um, I, I didn't like how they handle magic at all, but I like the combat overall. Like I felt like magic was not really necessary, like, or, you know, it was viable, I guess. Like it just, it, it was kind of a clunky system like, and not nearly as enjoyable. With magic for sure. What's Much that? Better with- they did much better with magic in in seven. Yes, uh, so it's still much. work in progress. But yes, it is much better in seven. But it's very more like combat, like action, than it was. You know, magic. Hundred percent. But the best compliment I can give that game is I started off rolling my eyes, like when like like it opens up with the Florence the Machine song and your car breaks down and you're pushing it, and like by the end of that game, like I j- I had tears rolling from my eyes, like like the last like you know uh kind of segment and then like post credit scene like actually like have me like tearing up and like that's that's good storytelling right there where you can you can be like feel very jaded like at the start and then by the end of it like you're like you know so attached to the characters and invested in the story that like 
you know, you, you'd see Rob. So, um, yeah, so I think it's a good choice. It surprised me that you had your list, but I, I think it's a good choice. And uh, so I'm going to cheat a little bit for my number one game. And then I'm going to merge two games in a number one. But I, I feel like it's justified. Um, you know, I have spent I, I tallied it up 2105 hours in the destiny universe between one and two i do consider it largely one game because it's a narrative that has continued through the uh through the games um though it has evolved over time i do consider you know one and two like destiny like to me like is like a game that i've been playing for seven years now um even though there's a number you know two on what i'm currently playing like for all intents and purposes i've been playing destiny for seven years and i have spent more time in that game than any other game in my life i've made some of the best friends that i have in that game um i have ups and downs as far as like things that i've loved and not loved with that game but uh it undeniably has some of the best combat that i've ever seen in a game you know especially for a shooter I think it's a often imitated, never surpassed games as a service. Like it, you know, uh, has done such a good job um, evolving over time and doing new and exciting things. And uh, really, it's just it's my favorite vehicle for for hanging out with friends, like not in real life. Like it's the next best thing, like to hang out with some pals in real life for me. Like um, first person raids. Like I mean, you name it. Like there, there's just. It, it, I would be remiss if I didn't put this in my number one slot for game of this generation because I've just I've spent so much enjoyable time in the, in the game. So that's my pick. Obviously, you got a lot to add to that, and that's the one game I struggled with putting in my five. But the only and it's one of those where I struggle with it being one of my personal favorites versus some definitive like definitively recommend to someone else, right? Because it is a the game that if you don't play now, it's hard to recommend one and like hard to kind of bring them up to speed in that game and you know despite the stuff they're doing with new light i don't think that i think that that game still gets it wrong when it comes to getting new people in it today um it's hard to get into that game uh they're getting better at it but um yeah it's it's definitely in there for me personally um but it's yeah it's one of those things that i just think some of the other games on my list had more appeal to your 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 average person than that one but i'm with you man on time alone, um, the amount of, you know, investment for what I paid for that game and gotten out of it, friendships, you know, all that kind of stuff, teamwork, raids, a lot of great memories in that, um, that, you know, even when this game dies, we'll still go on. You definitely hit, hit, the, hit the nail on the head with, with all of that, for sure. And it was going to be the first one on my honorable mentions. I was between Destiny and Final Fantasy fifteen. So, such a random comparison, but it was different things that, that I was struggling with. And then I had hopes that you'd bring up destiny. So that's why I went with final fantasy. Yeah. And I approached my list from like just favorite things. Right. Yeah. Like, so like, you know, um, like in order of like favorite experiences I've had, like, so, you know, looking back at my list of bloodborne, Celeste, God of war, which were three in destiny. Like, so that, that's, these are just like kind of my levels of enjoyment and like the fondness that I have versus like trying to rank them. And like, I think this game is, better than this game for these reasons kind of thing so just different approaches to list and i think that's what makes our discussion today so cool is that we all kind of came at it from different perspectives right and like how we did it still got adam's game yeah so i'm curious to hear mr adam what your uh numero uno and i say that in big air quotes like what your final game that you want to talk about is i'll put it that way yeah definitely not my number one game i'm gonna make that very clear 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> so final final game on your list that's why i corrected myself you oh, know what it's crazy because we're gonna do honorable mentions i did make such a big list in anticipation of other people and i'm not the guy to do this but i'm gonna have to put a nintendo game on my list and it's fire emblem three houses um it's a fantastic rpg i love the whole we're doing the school Harry Potter nonsense mixed in with the strategy game. The game can be as hard or as easy as you want it to be. It has not in lim- not unlimited replay value, but a lot of it. And it is the one game I'm happy I owned a Switch for. I absolutely love that game without a shadow of that. As much as I'll talk shit about Nintendo and Switch and all that, I will never deny the Fire Emblem Three Houses is a fantastic video game, and I would not. I would recommend that to anybody who owns that system. Um, I'm shocked George didn't put on here for how many hours he's put in that game. That's why I was waiting for him to There's go last. Reason. There's a reason. There's a reason. And I was just I was just doing Xbox PS4 because that's the only generation we're saying goodbye to. So mm-hmm. I didn't. Oh, oh, so if we were including the Nintendo games, without a doubt, that game would be in there uh, over some of these games for sure. Fire Emblem Three Houses beats out Spider-Man for me. It beats out Final Fantasy 15 for me. It beats out Black Flag. Yeah, I I, did, I wasn't putting any nintendo games in here for sure but if i was uh that would without a doubt be there it is my most played single player game of all time yeah i got you covered i assumed it would be there but yeah we were including everything of the of the last eight years pretty much but yeah no fire was great i mean george you know it's fantastic i was not expecting to love the game as much as i did and it is again as much as shit as i give switch i was very happy i owned a switch to be able to play that video game and i will never lie and tell you otherwise about that it is fantastic well that makes three of us because i had <laughs> zero expectations with the game i just um a couple of people that i respected had said like yep check it out um i was going on a trip to maine so i had a couple of long plane rides i had uh you know some time in the uh hotel or bed and breakfast that we were staying in like here and there and um i love it because you can spend as much you can lose five hours of your of your day easily playing that game right in a row if you want or you can just do a battle for a half hour and put it down and equally rewarding right in my opinion like like you like you feel rewarded for the time that you spent um the replay value you mentioned already is great um the characters like the cast of characters are fun um the social system very smart like having come off of playing some persona just before i appreciated that i think persona does that even like better and crazier than Fire Emblem, but I don't think that that's necessarily like, you know, what they were going for is like their most touted feature. It's just kind of an added bonus. Um, so yeah, that's a cool pick, man. My bad. Uh, I can hear the regret. My, my, my honorable mentions, but uh, yeah, I fucking love that game, man. I um, it, It's weird because even through all this next gen stuff, I still have in the back of my head, like I can't wait till I can finish last what will be my final playthrough of that game you know like i i've i've done the golden deer i've done uh black eagles i did the dlc which was phenomenal by the way um i know you don't have a switch anymore but, but i will say that dlc has the best fights in the entire game the, the dlc the most challenging unique fights are in the dlc um and now i you know i Right before next gen, I left off on a on the blue blue lions run with the DLC characters included that they'll be recruitable and stuff. So I was def I'm definitely looking forward to finishing that. I might be traveling soon, um, so I might be playing some of that um, on the go. But yeah, I fucking love that game. And same thing, you know, that's kind of why I want to. Same reason I want to play some of those uh, tactical 
games like XCOM or Gears Tactics because it's the game that I didn't expect. Like I just bought it because I was to play, and Chris hadn't steered me wrong yet. Um, and yeah, and I, I and I think I've enjoyed it more than Chris. <laughs> oh, I, I have like some hundred thirty I mean, forty hours I think in that I, fucking I, game, man. Probably had equal enjoyment, <laughs> but it just the difference is like I didn't feel quite the push to like replay it just with other stuff to. Dude, as soon as it was done. Load new campaign, like new game plus. You know, like I have not stopped. Like I've taken breaks to play other stuff, but it has not been because, like I, you know, like I was done with the game. I still do not feel done with that, and I do not replay games. Like I do not replay single player games. I don't go back and do the story again. Obviously, in my opinion, this game has three, you know, four campaigns, arguably. So, and they're all unique, except the first half is kind of the same for all of them. But I love those characters, man. I'm invested in them. I like seeing what happens to them after the time skips, like how they look. Um, man, it's fucking, it's just so, it's so simple in some ways, but so well done, well written. Like, I fucking love that game. Sorry. <laughs> we going on honorable mentions now? Yeah. Um, so Red Dead 2, I've already said, was uh, one of mine. I'll just go ahead and quickly say my other one is going to be is uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, I, you know, it's... Uh, while not everybody loved it as much as uh, some people, um, you know, that, that game is worth mentioning in any discussion of best games of the generation, um, if not for nothing else than like the, the systems in place in that game and the exploration are unparalleled. Like the way that things work, I think, Adam, you mentioned earlier, like in Divinity Original Sin, like, uh, oh, there's steam. If I throw lightning up, oh, yep, it conducts like Legend of Zelda is full of moments like that i cheated a puzzle in one of the shrines by chaining a bunch of claymore swords like on a, in a line because I, I was too lazy to figure out like where these metal boxes should go to like complete the circuit so i just i chained a bunch of fucking metal swords and it, it gave me credit for being the shrine like there's dozens of moments like that in the game where like you just try something um and it works uh being able to do the dungeons in any order was great it was a departure from the Zelda formula, and you know, it's worth mentioning for that as well. Um, but yeah, what a great game! I'm gonna, since we're kind of running a little long on time, I just want to do a quick, a couple quick hits, rapid fire, uh, honorable mentions for me. I agree, Breath of the Wild, because uh, I, <laughs> I don't think it would have cracked my top five anyways, but I wasn't considering um, Nintendo games. But honorable mentions for me would be uh, Breath of the Wild, Hades. Sekiro, Sekiro would have been number six on my list. The only reason I left it out of the top five is is more out of like self-awareness that I am still relatively green when it comes to those type of games. And I have not played enough of the games that laid the foundation for Sekiro so that I feel like I can, I can properly recommend that game above the other from software games. So I had a feeling Bloodborne would have been, would have been out there for you. So until I do, I won't be able to tell you definitively if Sekiro is a better game, in my opinion. But, um, and uh, so what would I say? I said Breath of the Wild, Hades, Sekiro. Um, oh, and last, lastly, um, FIFA 17. FIFA 17 was the first FIFA that used the Frostbite engine, and it was awesome. Uh, among real FIFA players, probably the best FIFA that they've made in the last two generations. And it was the last FIFA I bought until I bought this piece of shit FIFA 21 that's supposed to have a free upgrade to the next gen version that I still can't get over a week and a half later because EA has problems on, on their end. It doesn't have an ETA on a fix and has not publicly announced. I acknowledge that this is a problem. Um, it's my mistake for supporting EA, but it's the last time that they gave a shit about a, 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 you know, a FIFA game, in my opinion, and actually try to do something other than a copy and paste. Um, but that was a really good game. 
and I didn't want it to put it on my top five because they don't they don't deserve it that fucking company. But uh, but it was uh, I definitely put a lot of hours into FIFA 17. Um, and it's the last you know I hadn't bought any other ones after that because of how they've handled things since then. But yeah, that's all I got from my honorable mentions. Yeah, I got a little bit of a list. I'm just gonna go through them quick with like a one sentence of why it's really good. Shadow of Mordor, Nemesis System. Why haven't more games done it? I've seen two games do it. Nemesis System is the best thing, and that started in this generation. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Talk about a game again that gets support forever and is a fantastic competitive shooter that just keeps on going. Stardew Valley, uh, probably the most impressive and interesting sim management sim game, and it, it's got a lot of heart and and it's really fantastic. It's got a great community. Arkham Knight, uh, outside of the tank stuff, you can't tell me that is not one of the best. I I fucking love it as a Batman game. There's argument sure. between City, whatever. It's it's great. I fucking love Arkham Knight. Same. Um, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't get. To- the criticism for that game like yeah. at all like I, I i mean the tank stuff whatever but like i, I still thought it was a great game like yeah the pros way outweighed the cons for oh, me yeah it's fucking gorgeous and the game plays great and uh you know joker is just johnny silverhand it's great time uh i put ac odyssey as the one that i liked uh the most from this generation just because i i do like the the rpg-ness um direction that they took and you know not having beaten valhalla yet i might you know those might switch out, but for right now, Odyssey was the one I liked more than Origins. And then Hitman 2, because Hitman 2 is an independent studio making a fantastic game and giving you the entire first game updated in the new game for free because IO is great and Hitman is a fantastic series. So that is my list of the honorable mentions from this generation. Awesome. And did you want to read just very quickly some of our uh, listeners submitted uh, choices? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that up to you if you. Uh... If you don't, we can cut that, cut this out, but uh, I will give you no, an option. I will do that right now. All right, so we're going to get right into what some of the uh, fans of the show wrote in. I appreciate everyone who wrote in and gave us your favorite games of the generation, and we hope you listen and uh, you enjoy the show. So first, we're going to go with Joe Wilson, at Afro Cyborg on Twitter. said his favorite games generation, God of War, Persona 5 Royal, Red Dead Redemption 2, Coffee Talk, and Valhalla, but VA11HAL-A which is a, seems like a really cool game. He talked me into it. I'm going to check it out. Also, Kyle Stevens, Kyle Stevenson, Mr. K-Step on Twitter, uh, host of the Trophy Room and uh, 61 Indie. He gave me his list in no particular order. Celeste, God of War, Last of Us Part Two, Horizon Zero Dawn, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Again, fantastic list. Um, some really bangers in there. He agreed with a lot of what we said. So good list, Kyle. Appreciate it. Ginger at Ginger's Chocobo. Uh, gave your favorite games generation are the Nintendo Switch version of Hades, or just Hades in general, Animal Crossing New Horizon, and Ring Fit Adventure. So then, yeah, Hades is great. It's talk of the town. Everyone loves it. Animal Crossing New Horizon was definitely a big moment. And I never played Ring Fit, but I definitely could probably uh, use it, use it, and lose a few LBs. <laughs> All right. Next, we're gonna go up to um, Square Pegs on YouTube, which is YT Square Pegs on Twitter. Gave me a whole massive list. I appreciate it, my guy. He did some good stuff. So he has Uncharted 4, Spider-Man, Hades, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Let's go, my guy. Smart guy. Uh, New Super Lucky's Tale, Slay the Spire, Tetris Effect, Persona 5 Royal, Ratchet & Clank, Pac-Man Championship Edition 2, Ghost of Tsushima, Jedi Fallen Order, Dragon Quest XIS, whatever that means, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Mario Odyssey, Witcher 3, and Untitled Goose Game. Big ol' list. 
banger after banger, my guy. You're doing it good. And check out his stuff on uh, YouTube, Square Pegs. It's, it's really good stuff over there. Next, we have Jacob McCourt from the Left Behind Game Club. Uh, love podcast. Jacob's awesome dude. Check him out. Uh, at Jacob McCourt on Twitter. Um, here are 10 of my faves. Um, the list that he gave me, not in order or anything. Fire Emblem Three Houses, God of War, Hades, Apex Legend, smart guy, Short Hike, which after listening to this podcast, I'm very interested in, Hitman, smart man there, Slay the Spire, Soma, Dicey Dungeon, Animal Crossing, New Horizon. Solid, solid list. All right, and Ludo Narrative FM, uh, the same on Twitter, they wrote in with their list. Um, Witcher 3, Persona 5 Royal, near, God, I can't ever say this, near Auto- Automata. I always have a trouble. Everyone knows me. I cannot say that word. Near Automata. Near Automata. Uh, Undertale, Breath of the Wild, What Remains V to Finch, Celeste, Death Stranding, Cuphead, and Sayonara, Sayonara Wild Hearts. It says list are hard. Great list. Luda narrative. You and Jacob. You guys, you guys are good folks. All right. Going to Eric Berg, which at the moment is Bah Humbug Berg. I love that. Bigga Bigga Berg. He gave us Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Swiss Mathers Ultimate, Animal Crossing New Horizon, Astral Chain, and Slay the Spire. And I gave him props for picking Slay the Spire because that is a fantastic game if everyone hasn't played it yet. And uh, he's got a good solid list. He's definitely a Switch guy. And Astral Chain, everyone needs to check that out. He, he likes it a lot, and I, I dig Platinum, so that's good. All right, Ripkin WN. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2, GTA 5, uh, which did get an update in this gen, so it definitely counts. Uh, the Uncharted series as a whole, Sleeping Dogs, and... Uh, the Walking Dead from Telltale. Uh, by the way, Sleeping Dogs, let's go. What a great game. Love that game. It is fantastic. All right, so Cretans Guild on Twitter. So I'm assuming this is Bob writing this in. Bob, good guy as well. Uh, gave us God of War, Breath of the Wild, Spider-Man, Uncharted series, Animal Crosses, New Horizon, and new to the list, Shantae and the Seven Sirens. This guy loves Shantae games. I have never played one, but because of him, i got to try it out. Apparently, the Seven Sirens is the one to check out, everybody. All right, so at Grand underscore video, which is Grand Rapidians Play Video Games podcast, um, Willie likes uh, Binding of Isaac, and Ginger likes Animal Crossing, which Ginger wrote in with her own list before, but we're continue with this. So, yeah, Willie likes Binding of Isaac. And on PS4, they like Dangerous, Willie likes Dangerous Golf, and Ginger likes Final Fantasy VII Remake. So it's good to see Binding of Isaac on this list. Um, people really dig that game, never played it. And then last but not least, Ranning Random... God, Rob, you know you, know you did this on purpose. Random Ramblings with Rob at 3R Show on Twitter just sent me a gif of Spider-Man doing the floss. And it's a great gif, and I'm assuming that is, of course, Spider-Man on PS4. So thanks, everybody, for writing in your list. It's a great time. Great games generation. Everyone's got a good list. Everyone's got good taste. I appreciate it. And uh, on with the rest of the show. All right. And that brings us to the end of the show. We appreciate all the, the love, the support, and for sticking around for a uh, supersized episode. Uh, we will be back with uh, some cyberpunk impressions. I promise we'll get some impressions to you soon, probably next week. Um, we decided that it's probably better to, to give you those impressions after we had a little bit more time with the game. And uh, after the new year, we will also have a uh, you know uh, game of the year discussion. So we did not forget. Don't worry. We will have that conversation. Uh, but we wanted to also give Cyberpunk the uh, the time and dedication to possibly include it in our 2020 Game of the Year discussion. So without further ado, uh, we love you guys and have a good rest of your week. <laughs>